This episode of the 501st Cast is dedicated to Peter Flockton, TI-98311, from Desert Scorpion Garrison, who passed away on October 6th. Peter was a passionate 501st Legion member with eight approved costumes. He was awarded 2018 Garrison Trooper of the Year, was well-liked by his fellow members, and known for always helping those in need. We now extend a hand to help Peter into the 501st Hall of Eternal Legionnaires. We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned to global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate decades of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. Give me regular reports, please. Right. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. Welcome back to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. This is episode 120 for December 2019, and here are your hosts. Myself, Todd, TB, and TI10078. This is Nikki, DZ8397. And I'm Joe, TI and SL12743. And uh, absent is uh, Marcus uh, this week, or this uh, this edition. He's out trooping, so that's a good excuse. Indeed. But we do have a little bit of something with Marcus in it. Uh, we'll just, I'll just leave it at that. We can surprise everybody later. <laughs> <laughs> well, the 501st Legion is currently at 13,493 members, with 28,473 approved costumes in the Legion. Our newest member, listed on 501st.com at the time of recording, is Scott, TK82077, a new stunt A&H stormtrooper for Southern California Garrison's Orange County Squad. In this episode, we try to push aside our excitement for the premiere of Rise of Skywalker to get you caught up on missions from the past several weeks, plus a special interview. Thank the maker, we have the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda to tide us over until the premiere. Jedi, <laughs> not by a long shot, but I've been a part of that journey, a journey built on teamwork, on determination, <laughs> on hope, in a land of giants, hope ignites in blue, with a legend from the past, who could spark a new generation. in the trenches of battle against all odds. They must give everything they've got. Unleash the force within. Overcome the darkness. To step into the light. Tonight... Rise. You 
might want to buckle up for this. Four First Order stormtroopers from Garrison Carita and Northeast Remnant Garrison were thrilled to be selected to film a commercial for ESPN last week. We'll include the link in our show notes so you can watch it for yourself. It came out so great that there were folks that thought that they just used clips from the movie somehow. But trust me, I know that these guys are 501st Legion members because I helped get them arranged for that shoot. So it was pretty exciting. Oh, you did. What did you do? Yep. So because it was usually when we're asked to do a um, film shoot like that, um, Lucasfilm just works right with the garrison. But because we had to pull from multiple garrisons, I helped coordinate. Ah, You are so talented. Wonderful. (laughs) Well, speaking of talent, the ever-evolving CRLs have, uh, well, they're continuing to evolve. Uh, Here's a few new additions to our costume reference library since our last episode. We can always count on our Clone Trooper Detachment to have new entries, and this episode they have three. They've added the Clone Stealth Pilot, as seen in the Clone Wars Season 2, Episode 16, and uh, they've added the Phase 2 Camino Security Grunt, and uh, a realistic, uh, I wanted to say denial, but um, it's missing the eye, so apparently I'm not in denial. It's the realistic Denal Phase 1, whatever that is, I'm going to have to look it up. And uh, let's see here. The Bounty Hunters Guild was able to sneak a little clone into their roster with Cad Bane in Denal's armor. And last but not least, our newest detachment, Underworld, added the Skiffmaster Weakway to their lineup. And as always, you can check out links to our new CRLs in our show notes. And thanks again to the Legion membership team for these updates. You know, I'm surprised that uh, Weakway from the Skiff wasn't already an approved costume. I mean, I know when um, Hondo first appeared, you know, uh, on Clone Wars, I'm like, hey, that's the same, you know, race as the guy from the skiff. You know, I'm surprised, yeah, that we didn't already have one. So that's fantastic that that's now in the roster. I'm wondering if there, if Weequay has different costumes, because they specifically call this one Skiff Master. So now I'm going to have to look it up and see. If he has a different one, see if I can pull up Underworld's detachment list. Interesting. Return of the Jedi. I only remember the one. Yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe. Yeah, because I thought we had already added that too, but maybe not. Or maybe it just wasn't finalized. And now it is. Excellent. It's it's a great costume. And uh, I I love that character. So uh, I can't wait to see one of those in person or at least some pictures. Hey, Star Wars fans, Jimmy Mack here, Rebel Force Radio host and honorary member of the 501st Legion. You're listening to the latest Imperial propaganda on the 501st cast. Long live the Empire. And now a word from one of our sponsors. Hello, I'm Lando Calrissian, former administrator of Cloud City. Do you have an annoying swindler of a friend that you'd like to get rid of for a while? Or maybe you have some assets that simply need to be frozen. (laughs) Well, I'm here to tell you about a service that literally leaves the competition in the cold. At Cloud City Carboniters, you can have our highly trained dug knots dump those assets of yours into carbon freeze. (laughs) Ah, those are some mighty fine frozen assets. 
And they can be unfrozen whenever you want. Just like when Leia unfroze my swindler pal Han. Uh, she truly belonged with us in the clouds. But even though my old buddy Han ended up in Jabba's palace on Tatooine, he still remained frozen despite the hot weather. Cloud City Carboniters guarantees their work never to thaw out unless you tell it to, and it won't get a scratch. Cloud City Carboniters, putting just about everything on ice since 1980. BBY, she's in perfect hibernation. This deal's getting better all the time. Mission reports. Zach is a 12-year-old young man who suffers from muscular dystrophy. He has been wheelchair-bound since age 5. A few members of Old Line Garrison decided to build a Jawa sand crawler surround for Zach's wheelchair and take him to a large trunk or treat event. They also made Zach a Jawa costume that he was able to wear in his wheelchair. Several troopers escorted Zach around to collect his goodies. He certainly enjoyed his day as a mini celebrity. He took tons of photos, was able to wave to fans, and they could tell the smile never left his face even with the Jawa hood on. A replica TIE pilot bucket donated by a prop maker was also presented to Zach. And Zach's mom told the troopers she's not a hugger, but she just had to give each trooper there a hug and a thank you for making Zach's day. Those OLG troopers are in turn extremely thankful for the opportunities like this that the 501st Legion makes possible. Bad guys doing good. Thanks to Jeremy81381 for that report. Well, let's see what the Alaskan garrison has been up to here. Uh, Alaskan Garrison, Endor Base, and Galactic Academy's Moraband School had the pleasure of continuing to support their partners, Beans Cafe, and the Children's Lunchbox on October 12th. They were lucky enough to be chosen as one of four nonprofit organizations at this year's Anchorage Mayor's Charity Ball. The Anchorage Mayor's Charity Ball annually raises funds to support local 501c3 charitable organizations during a gala evening hosted by the Mayor of Anchorage. Eligible organizations apply each year, and four groups are selected, two from Health and Human Services applicants, one from Arts applicants, and one from all other applicant charities are randomly selected to benefit from the gala event's proceeds. Their Beans family needed Imperial assistance with an auction item that included a Star Wars Galaxy's Edge package, Star Wars swag, the airline miles to travel to Disney, and an airport send-off through Ted Stevens International Airport from the Alaskan Garrison. The crew of 10 assisted in the live auction of the Star Wars package and interacted and took photos with the black tie-dressed crowd. At the end of the night, approximately $60,000 was raised to help feed the hungry in the Anchorage area. As Kylo Ren, Crewman Wallace, their Jedi friend from Endor base, and their Imperial support, who normally dresses as Ventress, walked the quiet halls of the Children's Hospital at Providence for their monthly visit on October 17th, they were feeling grateful, because that meant kids weren't stuck in the hospital sick. They made their way through the short visit, checking in on four tiny humans, ranging in age from 10 months to 17 years, with intermittent dancing, Imperial shenanigans, epic Kylo Ren power walking videos, and amazing photos of patients and staff. They also had the pleasure of breaking in a new child life specialist that could possibly be joining them on their adventures in the future. Thanks to Jen, IC84864, for those reports from Alaska Garrison.
And we'll have a link to their public photo gallery in our show notes. On the morning of November 12th, Empire City Garrison Troopers were on hand to help the staff of Good Morning America with coverage of the launch of the new Disney Plus streaming platform, including the release of the first ever live-action Star Wars television program, The Mandalorian. The Troopers provided on-air assistance with several segments, including a live weather report and an on-air appearance in the green room. While no actual Mandalorians or Baby Yodas were in attendance, several special guests were, including the lovely and talented Kristen Bell, Idina Menzel, and Jeff Goldblum, who is, of course, lovely in his own right, just in a different way. We'll have photo and video links in our show notes. Disney Plus. I think I've heard of that. <laughs> there might have been a few you know, million people that subscribed the day it launched. <laughs> oh, yeah. How does the saying go? I think there's a nap for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Empire City Garrison attended the Special Olympics Polar Plunge on Saturday, November 23rd. It was held at Cedar Beach, Mount Sinai in Long Island, New York. Chris, TB6744, and Joe, SL91452, braved the cold but clear weather this year. The Polar Plunge event series helps sponsor Special Olympic events throughout the year, and the organizers were very pleased with all of ECG's appearances over the past few years. The first hour or so of their appearance was slow, but the park really filled up for the last half hour, and they had a nice turnout of attendees to pose for photos with and hand out trading cards too. Check out the link to the photo with the polar bear mascot in our show notes. Chris, TB6744, Ronald, SL5928, and Andrew, DS10214, from Empire City Garrison, visited the Glen Cove Public Library for a Star Wars meet-and-greet on Saturday, November 23rd. The Saber Guild was also on hand in the basement doing lightsaber training as well. There was a good attendance of about 20 kids, and they had fun time taking photos, giving out cards, and interacting with some enthusiastic kids and adults. They were asked all kinds of questions, and troopers did our best to answer them in character, which can be a real challenge sometimes. One of the biggest and member favorite events for Empire City Garrison is Festival of Trees event at the Cradle of Aviation Museum on Long Island, which took place November 30th this year. Or at least our portion of it took place November 30th. This event featured decorated trees, vendors, ice skating, food, entertainments, and exhibits, all to help raise money for the United Cerebral Palsy Association of Nassau County. Empire City Garrison was joined by members of Rebel Legion's Echo Base, Sabre Guild's Endor Temple, and members of the R2 Builders Club. ECG ran two raffles, one for a small collection of Star Wars items donated by their members, and another for a large Death Star Lego set valued at over $500, generously donated by ECG's commanding officer, Ray. Between the two raffles, a brief blasted trooper station, and some Rebel Legion assistance with a Porg ornament craft, the Star Wars groups collectively raised over $1,300 for CP Nassau, which they gave directly to the organization since they were right on site. The Festival of Trees is all about the trees and the holiday season, and there were over 57-foot-tall decorated trees, as well as over 100 smaller 2-foot and 4-foot trees on display. These trees were for sale to benefit CP Nassau, and they all were decorated in different themes. This year, the ECG decided to get a bit more involved and participated by designing their own dark side tree. Many of their members donated items to help decorate the tree. Exo Allen 3D printed a custom Death Star topper, and Charity Representative John personally went to decorate the tree earlier in the week to have it ready for the festival. 
The Rebel Legion and Saber Guild joined forces to create their own light side tree, and both trees were sold as a set at the festival for $500. Note, this tree sale was in addition to the $1,300 I already mentioned earlier. As longtime listeners of the 501st cast know, ECG has appeared at the museum numerous times, over 20 in the past 10 years, and this was another huge successful event. There was a steady stream of guests throughout the day, and wherever their members went, a line would instantly form for photos. Exo Allen debuted his incredible triple zero droid costume. Brent debuted his fantastic snowtrooper costume. And the lone Vader, Ron, delighted the kids with his Santa Vader. It was a bit exhausting for all of our members, but it was well worth it. Both CP Nassau and the museum were incredibly appreciative for the Legion's presence there and hope to continue to have our members back for future events. They all had a great time taking photos with guests, handing out trading cards, and checking out the exhibits at the museum itself. ECG also co-sponsored a Whirl-A-Wish money collecting device, which I'm really curious what that looks like. I'll have to Google it. Um, But they did that with the Rebel Legion and Saber Guild and gifted it to CP Nassau. It was used by Santa this year for all three days of the festival and took in an additional $75. So the donation total of $1,875 was all thanks to the generosity, determination, and hard work of everyone involved. ECG and fellow local Star Wars customers plan to return to the Cradle of Aviation in March 2020 for their Chocolate Expo, in May 2020 for CradleCon, and the next Festival of Trees in November 2020. Details will be posted in Empire City Garrison's Mission Briefing and Multi-Garrison Forum as they become available. On Saturday, December 7th, Chris, TB6744, Dan, TK6795, and Ron, SL5928, from ECG, attended a holiday party fundraiser at Grasshopper's Comics on Long Island. The event was well attended with a steady stream of kids and adults throughout the event. The event featured a charity fundraiser slash toy drive for the John Thiessen Children's Foundation, free comic signings by comic book artists, raffles, food, snacks, and games. Troopers hung out outside the store to pose for photos and attract people to make a donation to the event. And, uh, well, thanks to Chris, TK6744, and Shane, ID67790, for those ECG reports. Next up, we have mission reports from October and November for Causeway Garrison in Northern Ireland. On October 12th, four members of the garrison, plus a member of Rebel Legion's Causeway base, attended Action Cancer's Retrofast, sorry, Retrofest in Belfast. A fun troupe with lots of retro and vintage attractions, such as a TARDIS and the Back to the Future DeLorean. The crowd was very enthusiastic, with lots of high fives and smiles all around. Troopers helped to raise a fantastic 1,330 pounds for the charity. We'll have a link to the photos in the show notes. Four members of Causeway Garrison were joined by TK37494 from Ireland Garrison and a couple members of Rebel Legion's Causeway Base at the MenCap Superhero Walk on October 19th. Members mingled with families as they arrived at the starting point for the walk. Again, lots of high fives and smiles and photos with the happy kids. And then when the walk began, some of the troopers walked alongside the kids and their families, which made some of the kids even happier. Check out the links to photos and videos from that troop in our show notes. Waterstones Bookstore in Belfast celebrated Star Wars Reads on October 26th 
and four members of Causeway Garrison plus three from Causeway Base were on hand to make the day even more special. There were readers in the store reading Star Wars stories to the kids. Some troopers stationed themselves at the entrance, which pleased the passing public. Legion members had such a fun time with the usual high fives and smiles from the younger kids, and also the grown-up kids who loved seeing Star Wars characters out and about. And of course, a link to photos in our show notes. University students at Queens in Belfast gather for regular gaming parties. And for November, the focus game was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. The university invited Causeway Garrison and base to come along to provide atmosphere and entertainment for the students. The students used the evening to raise funds, 136 pounds to be precise, for a local cancer charity called Macmillan Cancer Foundation. Our troopers' time was spent in the main foyer and inside the computer lab interacting with those playing the new game. The Jawas got up to all sorts of mischief, as they're known to do, at even stealing a Lego droid. Not sure they were particularly impressed with it, though. They even tried to steal someone's dinner. Despite the Jawa shenanigans, the Legion members were well-received by the organizers and gave them a huge thank you, shared their pizza with our volunteers at the end. Trooping, gaming, pizza, and a good cause. Not bad for a Tuesday night after work. Members of Causeway Garrison, Causeway Base, and the Galactic Academy, which I really hope they're called Causeway School or we're going to be breaking this matching streak we have going on here. They appeared at Malisk Integrated Primary School on November 24th. They entertained the children and supported their Christmas fair. Integrated schools are an important part of progress in Northern Ireland, and the garrison were thrilled to play a small part supporting these kids. Once again, high fives, fist bumps, smiles, and photos were the order of the day. Even Santa Claus got in on the fun by asking Tuscan Raider DZ-77105 if they got presents on their planet. And while Santa might not speak Tuscan, the Jawa from the Galactic Academy may have answered when she scavenged some of the presents right off the sleigh. Another integrated school requested the 501st's presence for a Christmas fair on November 28th, and they were so glad they could attend. This time, it was high school kids, and proceeds from the event went to Northern Ireland's Children's Hospice. The garrison deployed two troopers to entertain the attendees, and they were joined by a new recruit and hopeful member. All reports say this was a nice little event, and they were well-received. Thanks to Chris, TI-12390, for those reports from Causeway Garrison. Well, on October 11th, Death Star Garrison was invited to participate in the Children's Day Party, sponsored by the Amparo City Military Police. The event brought 330 children from poor neighborhoods and offered pro-aired sponsoring Sorry, ProAired sponsored teaching projects. ProAired is sort of like a DARE program that we have in the U.S. The program is a cooperative effort by the military police through ProAired police instructors, educators, parents, and the community to provide classroom educational activities to prevent and reduce drug use and violence among children and adolescents. The Boldrini Children's Center, located in Campinas, a state of Sao Paulo is a philanthropic his- hospital specializing in pediatric oncology and hematology. Considered a world reference center in the treatment of childhood cancer and blood diseases. Death Star Garrison's visit on October 23rd was to play with the children in the playroom and to visit the children in the ward that couldn't leave their rooms. Nine members of the garrison embraced this troop and were proud to volunteer along with five members as squires. 
On October 27th, Death Star Garrison attended Geek Pop Festival, which has been entertaining inhabitants of Rio Claro City since 2016. The 501st has been a staple at this event right from the start and helps spread the Star Wars love and perhaps recruit some new members. With their Garrison booth, 10 members of the Garrison plus two from the Rebel Legion attended this event. Death Star Garrison's 26th mission was on November 9th to Jundi Comics Geek Fest. As you likely guessed, it's a geek event aimed at fans getting to know a bit more about nerd culture, and the garrison was invited to be on site to promote the 501st Legion and enlist new members. Nine members of the garrison attended, including TR-11093 on his first mission in his Royal Guard costume, and CLOR-4673 from the Galactic Academy. Ten members of Death Star Garrison attended the Campinas Anime Fest on December 1st. They were joined by two cadets in the Galactic Academy, as well as other support staff. Campinas Anime Fest is an event focused on geek culture. The 501st Legion's Death Star Garrison is always invited to have a Star Wars-themed room with the purpose of promoting the 501st Legion and gaining new recruits. Sobrapar, the Brazilian Society of Research and Assistance for Skull Facial Rehabilitation, is a hospital institution located within the State University of Campinas Complex. It performs surgeries and excels at the process of rehabilitation for people with skull deformities due to a variety of causes like accidents, cancer, burns, or congenital anomalies. Death Star Garrison was invited to their Christmas party, which took place on December 3rd, primarily to visit and interact with the children. While they were there, they were also recorded for the local television network Globo about the 501st Legion. Thanks to Daniel, TI-19760, for all those reports from Death Star Garrison. Cloud City Garrison Trooper Christopher, TK-71631, was proud to share that he finally got an opportunity to troop his first children's hospital visit alongside his garrison mates. He says this mission is definitely emotional, as much as it is rewarding. He was also able to debut his new ATDP costume at this troop. Well done, Cloud City, and congrats to Christopher on his first hospital troop. The 501st Legion was called to action with Diamond Garrison sending representatives for a young boy's make-a-wish to attend Disneyland and the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Rogers High School DECA Club has been providing make-a-wish dreams for 10 years now, and this was the first time for Star Wars Wish. Our young future Imperial recruit had been diagnosed with a rare form of leukemia at the age of two years, and he has finally been in remission for the last few months, now at five years old. Five garrison troopers, along with 2,000 students cheering, were brought out for the big reveal and bringing tears to the parents and smiles and excitement from their young recruit. After pictures with the child, Legion members stood with him as his parents gave their thank you speech and escorted him and the family off to a private reception. More joy and excitement as he got to interact with our troopers, touching and asking questions, and a final round of pictures that included an extra stormtrooper helmet for the guest of honor to take pictures in with our Imperial forces. They had a great time interacting with the child of the hour, his family, students, and guests taking photos and being part of this wonderful event. Special thanks to those who made the three-plus-hour drive up from Little Rock. On October 19th, Diamond Garrison members with Rebel Legion support deployed to the annual Spook City event located at the Benton Court Square. The Court Square was blocked off so local businesses could set up games and tables for children to safely trick-or-treat. 
Several hundred parents and kids were dressed in costume for this event, including two adorable kids dressed as Hoth Leia and Hoth Luke. While no rebel activity other than adorableness was reported, garrison members remained vigilant and eagerly posed for photos and gave high fives and fist bumps. Sounds a lot like the Anaheim Fall Festival that Son of the Third and California garrison uh, trooped not, not too long ago, where they do the same thing in the city there. Very, very cool indeed. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> well, on October 30th, Diamond Garrison deployed two members, TR-61212 and TK-19768, to the trick-or-treat for special needs children, and as they attempted to intercept any rebel activity and bring joy to the Empire's special needs children of Northwest Arkansas. Meeting little rebel resistance, they were thus able to turn their attention to the children of the hour of fun and excitement and smiles. This special event, called Trick or Sweet, S-U-I-T-E, is in its seventh year and benefits Children's Advocacy Center and the Northwest Arkansas Women's Shelter of Benton County. It's a free, indoor, trick-or-treat event for special needs children where they can safely go from sweet to sweet to collect sweets. We have a 2019 in-review report from Brian TB2559 covering Bloomington, Indiana for Bloodfin Garrison. That sector of Bloodfin had four events. May 4th at the Monroe County Public Library, where Brian Solo trooped. A visit to IU Cinema at the Indiana University campus on August 24th for a Star Wars movie marathon. And Indiana Toy and Comic Expo on October 6th. Coming up December 28th, Bloodfin will be visiting Wonder Lab for the Star Wars Science Day. This is a 501st Cast special report. Hi, this is Marcus, TK14057, with a special, very special, Fiber First Cast interview. With me today I have Marie Gwynn, TK7608, of California, <coughs> sorry, Central California Garrison. Um, hello, Marie. Welcome. Hello. 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 Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Why do I have you today? Well, I guess it's because I was cast in The Mandalorian as an extra. That's amazing. <laughs> Those people who uh, happen to celebration uh, are privy to social media and are maybe also um, FISD members mm-hmm. have been aware of your presence since celebration, since the iconic picture went up on the screen <clears throat> at um, on the celebration stage. And on that picture, we saw among <clears throat> the main actors and Dave Filoni and John Favreau also um, a lot of familiar troopers with their helmets off. Yeah. So tell me, um, are you in that picture? Yes, I am. Okay. And how did this all come to be? Can you can you guide us through the very beginning from your very first phone call, email, whatever you got? Yeah. Yeah, it was a Wednesday. I was actually at work and an email came through. Um and it invited us to a top secret something through Lucasfilms, if anyone was interested, uh-huh. and to answer back by the next day, if I remember right. And at first, I had to work, so I was kind of bummed out and wasn't going to even worry about it. But my husband was like, you're crazy. 
<laughs> and just sign up. Sign up now. Do it anyways. You can get the time off. And so I signed up, and I actually I took a whole day to think about it. Okay. Um, but when I signed up for it, um, I heard back fairly immediately that I was chosen and to pack and get on the road and arrive at filming. And I want to say that uh, I had to drive all Saturday night, actually Friday night, and arrive first thing Saturday morning on set. I did not know what I was signing up for. I just knew okay. it was something kind of big and top secret. And sometimes okay. those things I hear are really exciting. So I, I went for it and lucked out and got the weekend off. At the last that's, second. That's amazing. But now, how did you get this, or who all got this email? Um, as far as I know, of course, it went out to the Southern California Garrison area first, usually, because something like this is down in their area. And, uh, and then, apparently, if they needed more, then they would send that invite out a little bit further. And that's, okay. that's what I'm guessing. Okay. But I know that my whole garrison got the invite, and so did the other garrisons around my area. Okay, so they asked you to bring your TK armor, correct? Yes, they needed TKs. Did they specify what kind of um, build they would need? Not necessarily. Um, well, they wanted, like, original trilogy-style TKs. Okay, okay. Um, but they really didn't specify that. What they tend to specify more of is that you fit a certain build and height requirement on those. Okay. So you had to, you had to send in pictures, I guess? Um, I had to send in my pictures my my and my height and, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Now, um, <clears throat> um, like I said before, or maybe I didn't, but 33 troopers were cast. Yeah, to, yes. To be part of um, of um, how many episodes do you think you're going to be in? It's hard to say. Um, I don't want to reveal too much. <laughs> um, okay, that's fine. Dave did, you know, say uh, at least one and possibly a, a couple. Okay, but I don't know. Nice. <laughs> so, um, so out of the 33 that were chosen, mm -hmm. the the bulk came from Southern California Garrison, yeah. uh, 29 of those, and the three yeah. all the way up uh, from Golden Gate, and you are the only one uh, from your garrison, from Central uh, yeah. California Garrison. That's yeah. quite an honor. I got lucky, didn't I? <laughs> it you is did. quite an armor, uh, an honor, armor <laughs> too, but... <laughs> <laughs> did, um, so when you were, before we actually talk about the, what happened on the set, you know, as much as you can reveal, um, mm -hmm. You know, where did you have to go to to show up with your armor? I had to drive myself because, of course, it was last minute. They weren't even giving airplane pick-me-up or anything going on. I had to drive myself down to Manhattan Beach. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's in uh, that's part of Los Angeles, I guess? Yeah. And it was okay. my first road trip down there, so I did pretty good <laughs> by myself. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, how long was your drive? Gosh, I don't remember exactly how long my drive was. Maybe five or six hours. Okay. Yeah, about that. Wow, that's that's pretty. That's amazing. But hey, you know, you knew something big was happening, and so um, speaking yeah. of big, so when you got there, um, when did you find out, 
or when did you realize you know this is this is actually like tv production like high quality you know uh star wars stuff like when did you find that out i realized it right away right away okay. as soon as we showed up our phones were taken in fact when i showed up and and said i'm with the 501st and they said uh shh <laughs> they basically shh, nope this is we have a top secret code name <laughs> okay <You're>, you know <laughs> it was like yeah i knew it right away that something something was big <laughs> about to happen for sure that's that's really cool um did you uh during your filming i'm, I'm guessing you had you know certain action shots maybe running i don't know if you had to lie down or, or tumble and fall but uh is your is your armor still alive and still well and, and it's everything's mm -hmm. where it should be my armor is still alive and it has lovely battle scars okay don't take those off no i won't <laughs> <laughs> that's really really cool um i'm glad you know we we all Uh, when we saw that picture at Celebration, those who were the, who were there, and then you know it was, it was published later, I'm sure. Um, uh, you know, we were all so proud, you know, in general of you guys, but also that um, you know we continuously get the recognition of being, you know, who we are and what we do. Um, and you know, it's it's such a um, you know, like almost like a knighthood, I guess. Uh, to be considered, you know, to, to be in, in, in that show. Um, and I think you guys paved, you know, paved a way, uh, that, you know, open up, up doors for future, future things. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I sure hope so. I sure yeah. hope so. It was all Dave Filoni's fault, though. I have to thank that man. It was his fault. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's happy to take that blame. Yeah. Um, what can you tell us, um, you know, without violating your NDA. Um, <laughs> the, uh, what, what happened on the set? Um, how did you, you know, how was, how was everything, you know, cameras, you know, light action. I mean, it must've been such a thrill to, to, you know, follow commands or, or to see the director yeah. directing and, and, uh, or, or both or whoever was the director for that episode. Yeah. But, uh, tell us a little bit of that if, if you can. Oh, wow. Um, so you donned the armor, right? You all had so we all had our armor, yet we had to remain covered on set because mm -hmm. it was top secret. They didn't even want any of the workers that were outside of the actual set to see what was going on in the okay. vicinity. It was really strange because there was a public like transit train tram that kept going by, and I was like, "How are you going to block the view from?" those guys huh. and i think if you do some searching online there, there's some photographs that people were taking from that tram <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah they uh, we all got dressed up and arrived they shuttled us over we dressed in one place they shuttled us over to the actual um, area where they were doing shooting and It was unlike anything I could even imagine. It yeah. was not like Disneyland or going to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. It was a whole nother world. It, yeah. 
you know, it's not like any world we've seen so far, I think, in the Star Wars universe at all. But you definitely knew you were walking on onto set. I definitely yeah. knew I was in Star Wars when I walked in. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it was amazing. And how long was your, your shooting day? How long? How many hours were you there? Oh, set? Lord. Um, I want to say the first day we did some overtime. If I remember correctly, I sh we shot for 16 hours. Oh, in yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know how a normal troop, you're kind of comfortable for a couple hours, yep. maybe? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, um, from carrying my blaster around and it, uh, my shoulder just stopped hurting. And <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it took about 10 months for my shoulder to stop Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it was worth it, I guess. <laughs> That's yeah. incredible. Um, uh, yeah. Speaking of, of, of props, so you got, you know, everything you brought with you um, yeah. to the set was was used, or did they give you something in addition no, to hold or all. throw? Or Nope, it was my own. Okay. They wanted us to bring my weapon and my armor. Okay. Incredible. Now there were other, obviously, uh, actors in in TK mm -hmm. armor. Did mm -hmm. you interact with those guys at all? Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay. And then the photo shoot happened, right? Oh, wait, sorry, mm -hmm. you mentioned the first day was sixteen hours. How many days yeah, were you there? I was there for three days total. Three days. Yeah. So the entire weekends or yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, I Monday as well. Uh, I believe it was 12 hours on the second day and eight hours on the third day for me. Were all 33 there for, for the same duration? In, um, no. Some of them could only go one or two days. And okay. I remember one gentleman, poor guy, ended up, he had, had gotten pink eye or something after the first day. So they were like, nope, you have to go home. And I felt oh. really bad for him. Okay. But yeah, a couple a handful of people could only film on one day or so, okay. so they just went home. But you toughed it out. I toughed it out. 26 <laughs> hours. I just so, did the math. I was so tough. And I'm a tiny, I'm a I'm kind of a little <laughs> girl <laughs> with all these other men, you know, you know, you're in the 501st. Some of these guys have mm. all been in the military or they, you know, right. they're cops or firefighters. So they've done this really tough yeah. <laughs> tough work, you know, and, and so I just tried to keep up and pretend yeah. I was a plastic soldier, and I think I did a good job. I, I bet you did. <laughs> um, the, the photo of um, yeah. that I mentioned uh, before, <laughs> was it taken after, you know, the la everything, you know, after uh, the last day? Gosh, uh, that one, I don't believe it was after the last day. I want to say that was in the second day of shooting, okay. and okay. it was at the end of the second day. Okay. And then they put you up at hotels, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, they did. And was the armor left on the set? Um, did you take it with you? Uh, I'm trying to remember. No, I left it on the set. Okay. Yep. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you can think of that uh, might interest us uh, listeners before before the episode or, you know, before the Mandalorian starts on November 12th. Here's Anything? my, my favorite part of this. And you could see it in the picture, um, you know, out of all those 33 stormtroopers and you could see in the background, there's other stormtroopers right. 
Um, uh, I was one of three girls. Okay. <laughs> so like the whole, like, I wonder if there are girl stormtroopers. Now I know <laughs> that there are really girl stormtroopers and I was one of them. And yeah. to top that off by the end of the third day, um, there was one other stormtrooper. She wasn't in the 501st, but she was, she was part of their, their group of actors and she uh-huh. was actually a stunt woman. So props to her for doing her thing and making her magic. But there was yeah. four girls in white armor on that set. <laughs> and that just made me proud that I'm actually one of them. And I could tell little girls that when I'm trooping as a regular 501st member. Yes. Yeah. What an amazing story, Marie. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. We're all looking forward to uh, seeing you guys in action whenever, whatever episode uh, or episodes it's going to be in. Me too. But um, I believe the show has, the first season has eight episodes. And, yes. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm sure you're going to squeal and uh, point to the <laughs> screen when you hopefully recognize yourself. Um, oh, my you're, gosh. Hopefully you're a lot of shots and uh, and then uh, take a lot of, lot of screenshots for us to see. I'm going to try. Um, I know that when I got done with filming every night, I, I keep a journal and I wrote diagrams of where I was standing and who I was standing next to and what rock was where, you know, so, so that when I do see the screen, see it on screen, I could hopefully pick myself out. Hopefully. That's so cool. But you also brought up the question about like what kind of armor was there. You said you saw Rogue yeah. One armor. And I know that I have um, RS props. So I'm a New Hope stunt mm-hmm. style stormtrooper. But there was all, all, all different kinds of armor there. So okay. uh, I think the only one I didn't see was FX armor itself. There might have been an FX helmet or two, okay. but none of the armor. Or wait, okay. was it uh, opposite? Uh, other way around. There was some FX armor, but no, no FX helmets. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your your busy evening, and oh. um, thanks. Really, really, it was it was such a pleasure, and I'm so so proud of you guys um, for having you know been able to do that, and um, I can't wait for you know further. Things yeah. that uh, that happened to us in in a good way. Me too. Me too. Thank you so much for bothering me and picking on me. It was really not a bother at all. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, Marie. Thank you. Thank you. So Take much. good care. Upcoming events. Obviously, just about any other upcoming event is topped by the premiere of The Rise of Skywalker coming out later this month. But Legion members on the Hollywood Christmas Parade that will also air later this month, uh, it's indeed pretty special, too. And speaking of the premiere of The Rise of Skywalker, we hope you'll make plans to tune in to our next episode for a spoiler-filled show with some of the on-street coverage of the world premiere. Why, whatever could you be talking about? I have no idea. So, uh, and since I'm in Southern California and I have no idea, this must be uh, super secret. It is. And now the cat's Just out kidding. It's, it's like out on, the, <laughs> it's out on the internet already that obviously, like every other premiere, there's a, there's a Hollywood world premiere. So we're hoping we can get some 501st cast coverage. 
For more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from. That's Roku Depot, dot com. This episode shout out is to Ted SL36285 from Midwest Garrison. He accomplished his 501st troop at Midwest Garrison's Crystal Lake Festival of Lights Parade on November 29th. His 500th troop was just one day prior at the Chicago Thanksgiving Day Parade. Ted has been in the 501st Legion for just over five years, but that averages to about two troops per weekend since he joined. He is a dedicated trooper. Indeed. I don't even manage two troops per weekend, and I usually troop every weekend, so that is very impressive. 500 in five years? That's incredibly impressive. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm shocked. That, that's fantastic. As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast can be tuned in via iTunes, podcasts.com, or Stitcher. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as The 501st Legion, or go to Facebook.com slash The 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion, or go to Twitter.com slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. The 501st cast is now also available on the iHeartRadio app. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it follows generally accepted ground rules for Star Wars fan groups. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. Used under authorization. Legion troopers' time was was the our troopers' time was spent in the main foyer. Okay, we have some boldface type here. Do I need to mention anything extra? Oh, I think I just forgot to change that one to green. Oh, okay. Hopefully, yeah, I think that's what that means. <laughs> Alrighty. This special event called Trick or Sweet, spell out S U I T E. Oh, sorry, that was like a note. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. This special event, called Trick or Sweet, S-U-I-T-E, is in its seventh year and benefits children's advocacy. One more time. This special event, called Trick or Sweet, S-U-I-T-E, is in its seventh year and benefits children's advocacy. Th advocacy. Th oh, boy. Well, we can put that one on the blooper reel. <laughs> More than once. <laughs> I don't like the look of this. We're doomed.